Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Warholy Talks Disneyland podcast. As always, I am your host, Warholy, here to talk about everything Disneyland and Disney-related topics. And always remember, to all who come to that happy place, you are always, always welcome. Well... Welcome to episode two of the official War Holy Talks Disneyland podcast. Uh, today's topic, we're going to be talking about basically little tips and uh, a lot of advice uh, for, you know, first timers, people who come for the very first time with families, friends, couples. It doesn't matter whether you're from out of state, out of country, on the other side of the world. This is the best tip, uh, the, or I'd say this is the best I can do or anything of uh, trying to give, you know, the best advice. For your first time. So let's start off with, uh, you know, first coming to the park. First off, you want to buy tickets online. The reason for that is because when you're going up to, you know, if you were to uh, come, say, come to the park and you don't have your tickets yet, you know, when you're going up to the little, uh, the little booths to buy your tickets, it actually takes a lot longer than you would think, depending on the day you go. Sometimes it could be waiting in line for 15 minutes maybe up to 45 minutes and then it'll probably take another 15 just by purchasing your ticket so it's always best by trying to go online purchase your ticket and then make sure that you would have it included onto your Disneyland app and I'm gonna talk about that in just a second as well um, the best days I think for you to come visit would be between uh, Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday it's Basically, the least crowded days of the park, uh, especially during the non-summer, you know, non-summer peak hours or days, weeks, you know, whatever. But yeah, it's always best to go visit those days. Now, when you get there, make sure that when you're driving there, drive there or at least get to the parking lot at least an hour early before the uh, before the park opens. That way, you'll have enough time to get everything ready with your family, friends, whatever. And then you, of course, it would have to walk over to the tram that would lead you all the way to downtown D Disney. And then it's just a little short walking distance towards the entrance of both parks, uh, which would probably around that time you'd be there about, you know, 30 minutes prior to opening. And so when you get there, you usually have to expect, um, you know, a lot of, uh, I'd say a handful of guests um, already lined up over at the turnstiles. Um, and sometimes what the Disney parks will do it just depends on if you're there um, on a lucky day or not. Uh, sometimes what they'll do is that they will actually open up the park maybe 15 minutes prior to the park opening, which is great. It's it's very useful to do, and it's uh, it actually is of great use for what I'm going to bring up next. What you want to do is when you get into the park, of course, there's going to be a lot of cool things to see around Main Street, which I understand, you know, you want to take it all in, just, you know, take every surrounding in, just breathe it all in, you know, you know what I'm saying there. Um, but it's always best to get or at least reserve a locker. Make that your first priority more than anything else, especially with families. Because sometimes families will come in maybe two hours, three hours after the park opens. They want to get a locker. And most of the time, I want to say maybe about 90% of the 90% of the lockers would be already you know, reserve take taken up and everything. So it's always best to get there early in order to reserve the locker. And they have different sizes for small, medium, large, and I want to say extra large. And it usually can cost between seven and fifteen bucks, but it's well worth it all the way because you're more than welcome to always come back to the locker and take out or put in anything, just as long as you remember that you know you have um, you reserve it and save it with the passcode. 
So you're you're able to use it all day until you're completely done when you're ready to go home or just leave the park entirely. Um, okay, so your next your next big priority would be to download your Disneyland app. It's very useful for a bunch of things, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the the last thing I'm gonna talk about for the reason of that. Uh, I'll I'll go on to uh, further um, further detail. So. The multiple uses for the Disneyland app is, one, uh, figuring out where you are, just in case you don't actually have a physical map in front of you. Uh, two, it's to tell you uh, like the wait times of the rides, just in case you're not around any of the, uh, any, any of the signs here and there. Um, it's also useful uh, for trying to figure out where your uh, favorite characters will be, just in case you ever want to, you know, have a meet and greet with them. And they'll always tell you where they are and specifically what time, so that way you'll be able to get to the whole um, meet and greet either early on time. Just ra- you know, you don't want to get to a character when they're just about to leave or when they're. Uh, personal assistance or for, uh yeah personal assistance will say you know lines close lines close and i've had that i've had that experience all the time and it's always my fault because i never really look at my disneyland app which is a must you guys have to do that if you really want yourself or you know even your children or the family to meet their favorite disney characters um but the biggest priority of having the disneyland app is for the max pass now what the max pass is and i'm pretty sure you may have heard the term fast pass before but if not fast pass and max pass are pretty much one and all the same thing and what this does is that it gives you the ability ability um to reserve um a specific time of when you can get on or when you can go to a ride and, and uh, you wouldn't have to wait as long. So there's a regular wait time and then there's the max pass, fast pass um, wait time, which is very, you know, it's very it's very useful. It's very efficient and everything. Uh, you just got to remember to, um, how would I say? You just basically have to remember to reserve your wait, your, reserve your hour for a specific ride that you want to get into. I'll, I'll get into that. Uh, I'll get into more detail with that. But like I said, you know, perfect for families, perfect for couples or groups. You know, it's perfect for time consumption, just in case you want to get a lot of things done. Because sometimes families will go in, especially first timers, they'll go into Disneyland thinking that they're going to get on a lot of rides, but then they'll end up getting on maybe like five or six, all because they've gotten inside the uh, the regular lines and the wait time is just like it takes forever, depending on the ride. Uh, the most I've heard was probably about two or three hours, especially for Indiana Jones' Space Mountain. They take forever. Um, but the other thing, especially for families, Max Pass gives you the ability or gives you the um, the advantage of unlimited photos. Now, every time you see a, an official Disneyland photographer um, anywhere around the park... As long as you have that max pass, you you know it's it's best to always take advantage of those Disneyland photographers and just get as many photos as you can, um, whether they be with characters, whether they're in front of um, like a, a very beautiful view of anywhere around the park. It's very it's very useful. It's very fun, and it's unlimited photos no matter what. Oh, and by the way, uh, the price of Max Pass is going to be fifteen dollars per person. I'd say ten, but with the tax included, of course, it would go up to uh, fifteen dollars. And you know, you might have a large group, you might have a small group, but in the end, it's going to be well worth it all the way. If you want to get so much done within the day, or t- or if you're going to be there for a second day, it's just it's just best to get a Max Pass no matter what. 
it really saves enough time, it makes everybody happy, it makes everything very convenient. And especially, you know, when I went to go visit the last two times with my girlfriend, uh, I thought it was best to get the Max Pass for those, especially for the unlimited photos, because it was her first time at Disneyland and I wanted to make everything special. And uh, on our first visit, uh, I think we ended up getting about 60 photos. And then on the second visit, which was just this past Valentine's Day, um, we ended up getting about 120 photos because I just kept an eye out for more Disneyland photographers, you know, which, uh, depending on where we were, I just kept my eye out for them. And it was, it was a lot of fun. I loved, I loved the photos more than last year's, just because we had a lot more. Um, so going back into detail about the, uh, the ride reservation, you always want to keep an eye on, um on what rides will be available within the hour. So let's say you got to the park and uh, you got on a couple rides and then you found out that, um, like, say, like say Big Thunder Mountain, if you found out that uh, it was one of the next available spots, let's say it's 10, no, no, say it's like around 10 o'clock, you can reserve that, uh, that ride within like after the next hour. So anytime between 11 and 11.45, uh, you're able to go in the ride, just as long as it's between those times. Um, the other, the other little tricky thing, though, is that when you reserve, um, when you reserve it, meaning the uh, when you reserve the uh, max pass wait time, um, you can't, re you can't uh, make a list of reservations. It's always one at a time, which can be a little frustrating. But you know what? It's it's understandable. Just make sure that when you're getting in line for that ride, just go like, especially when you when you already check in for your Max Pass, be sure to go back onto the Disneyland app, go onto the Max Pass reservations, and then uh, reserve another ride. Just as long as you're in line for the uh, ride you previously reserved for. Very useful in the end. And I'd say like the longest wait time. For having a max pass, depending on the ride, uh, the longest wait time could be between 15 and 20 minutes as compared to like two hours, you know. It's totally insane. Uh, so let's actually talk about uh, the places that you want to visit, or at least the rides and attractions that you do want to visit when you're going into the park. Um, at least from my experience, I think it's better. You guys want to head first. You know you have to go through Main Street. You know, got it. It'll lead you to the Town Plaza, which will lead you all to the uh, the different parks of Disneyland. But you want to make Adventureland your first priority. Uh, the best reason is because there are much more. I would say there's a lot more to see in Adventureland than any other part of the park. And each, you know, all the rides are completely in, like, the kind of different topic of adventure. Like, for, say, uh, Indiana Jones, that's your, that's the top priority right there. Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion. They're all completely different, but they are all, they're all just incredibly fun, I'd say. So you always want to head to Adventureland first to, to get everything done. And if you guys get there early enough, like, like I said, if you get there, if, if you get to the park 30 minutes early and you get in early enough... Um, I could say, and I can't guarantee it, but I would think that you can get on six rides in under two hours because the majority of the rides there are either 20 minutes or less of a wait time. Usually it could be, you know, 10 minutes of waiting in line, which is great. It's, it's very, um, it's very helpful to know that. <laughs> uh, goodness. 
But I, d I definitely say do Indiana Jones, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Haunted Mansion. And then, you know, it's also connected to uh, to Critter Country, you, which you don't want to miss out on. It has Splash Mountain. And for the little kids, it has, the you know, the meet and greet with uh, Winnie the Pooh and friends and, you know, uh, the Winnie the Pooh ride. You know, that's that's just for little kids. But if you have little kids in your family, it's best to go to Critter Country. They'll, they'll love it there. But Splash Mountain, for sure, everybody has to do it at least once. And it's right at the very end of Adventureland, and um, it doesn't connect with any other par part of the um, of the park except Adventureland. And then once you're done with Adventureland, you can also you can just head straight over to Frontierland, and I believe it's about a f couple rides, including Big Thunder. But I'll say this: we're going on to the uh, the topic of uh, the, your top priority rides: Space Mountain, Indiana Jones, Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Cruise. Haunted Mansion, Splash Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, the Matterhorn, the submarines, which is, you know, uh, the uh, Finding Nemo submarine voyage, uh, Star Tours, possibly, uh, possibly it's a small world. Um, but your biggest priorities would be Space Mountain, Indiana Jones, and uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and Splash Mountain. Uh, let's see what's next on our list. Okay, so let's talk about park hopping. If okay, so we I can definitely suggest doing a park hopper, especially if you're from out of town, out of state, out of country, whatever. If you're planning to stay into the uh, Disneyland Resort for the next couple days, be sure to get the package that will give you the park hopper for any day that you're visiting. Especially if you are a gigantic fan, or at least a big enough big fan, of uh, Pixar and the Marvel comics, or the Marvel the Marvel universe. Uh, and the reason I say that is because they're basically invading Disney California, especially Pixar. They're they're taking over so many parts of the park. It's not what it used to be, but I like I like what it is. I sort of like what it is with the with the whole Pixar with the Marvel. I'm not really caring much about it, but definitely go to Disney California if you're a Pixar fan. Oh goodness. Oh, and then plus you know if you have the Max Pass, it's available. It's a bit it's available for both parks. So always keep an eye out for those uh, those Disneyland photographers. Let's see. So then we'll, uh, I think, you know, this is a short, this is a short podcast. There's, uh, there's a lot more with tips, but I'm just basically going over the, um, the main few. Uh, but let's talk about, uh, ending your visit. So when everything's all done, um, I, most of the time they'll, uh, They'll try to end your experience with the whole uh, the fireworks show, and if you're really wanting to see the fireworks show, if like if you want to make that a big priority, then it's best to get to the it's best to head out and find a spot in front of the castle. I want to say maybe at least an hour or thirty minutes prior, because those those good spots will be taken up really fast. Like you have no idea the, like the, the gigantic crowds that are. <laughs> that are all around the castle just waiting to see the show. Um, but if you don't care to see the fireworks, if you don't care to see that show at all, then it's also a great it's also a great time um, to take advantage of because you get to go on some of the rides uh, a lot faster. Some, some of the rides uh, have less waiting times because everybody wants to go see the fireworks. Uh, but officially ending your visit, before you exit the park, before you go to all of the uh, the gift shops, whether it's in Main Street or Downtown Disney, wherever, 
Um, I would highly suggest that, especially if you want to relax your feet, if you if you're tired of walking all around the place, if you want to sit down but still have like a very wonderful view of the park or wherever you're sitting, I would definitely suggest taking the Grand Circle Tour, which is the Disneyland Railroad train ride all throughout, like, that that circles the entire park that's called the Grand Circle Tour. And what this is, you know, it, it takes about, um, I want to say the ride is entirely is between 15 and 20 minutes, but what it is is just a very relaxing train ride with a very wonderful, like, relaxing relaxing experience atmosphere which i think you know i would suggest you could take the grand circle tour when the sun is either out or when the moon is shining really wonderful on all the rides and such and you know you have a wonderful narrator that'll talk to you about all the different parts of the parks you're at or at least the um the stations that you have to stop at which i think is still three stations as of now, before you head over back over to the Main Street Station. Um, also, the reason to take the Grand Circle Tour is to see the uh, really amazing diorama of the uh, of the Grand Canyon and the the prehistoric. Um, I call it the exhibit, but it's but it's just an incredible it's just an incredible diorama of both uh, of both attractions. As like right before you're hitting up the uh, the Main Street um, Main Street Station. And just a little, uh, just a little bonus tip. If you want to have, um, if you want to have like a nice little treat while on the ride, definitely go for some ice cream over at the uh, the Gibson Grill Parlor in Main Street. If you want to go for some either ice cream or to make it a little easier, go for um, go for one of the uh, the floats, whether it be the root beer or the Coca Cola float. So delicious, so perfect to to have while you know riding on the train on the onto the uh, the Grand Circle Tour. Um, now let's talk about, <clears throat> catching my breath here, let's talk about ending the visit with what everybody likes to do when they're leaving amusement parks. A lot of people like to go over to the gift shops, which the majority of it is in Main Street. No matter what, it's just gift shop connected to gift shop connected to gift shop, souvenirs, little trinkets here and there, you know, it's really cool. But let's talk about the best kind of souvenirs to buy. It's definitely... Like, at top priority, if you want something that w is worth purchasing, whether it be like 15 to 40 bucks, it's always best to buy some clothing. Mostly shirts and sweaters, sometimes hats, and definitely pins. Um, the reason is because, you know, you can use this any time of the day, like right after that. You, do. you can wear it on a casual day, you can wear it while going out with friends or such, you know. It's, you know, it's, it's something to wear, it's also something to just, you know, to remember the park by, especially when you're out of state or on the other side of the world, you wear that and everybody's like, you went to Disneyland? You'll be like, yeah, I got this shirt from there and everything. It's, it's, it's extremely useful in a lot of ways. Now, a lot of kids want to go for the, the little toys and little gadgets and gizmos here and there. And I understand, you know, especially when they're begging their parents to get, uh, they want this certain doll or toy. Actually, plush dolls are a better chance, are a better thing to get. Because, you know, it's... Especially for girls, they always want a little, like, plush, tall, plush doll stuffed animal here and there. And Disneyland has a lot of them to choose from. Uh, but with other certain toys, especially, like, the uh, the little light machine, the little light spinners or the, the bubble machines, they're not going to last that long. The kids are going to get bored of it. 
pretty fast and you're going to realize that you kind of wasted like what 20 or 30 bucks on that little thing that could have been made for like five bucks in Chinatown or anything like that but it's 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 not a good idea to get unless the kid is like really begging you know really like tugging on your shirt saying I want this I want that but it's 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 better you have a better chance of getting some like some clothing like a shirt most of all throughout the park um I think that pretty much just wraps it up for that podcast today. If I, if I, if I ever think of any other little tips here and there, I'll definitely be sure to um, I'll definitely make sure to uh, to talk about it in another podcast. Just further little details here and there. But I'm just talking about the basics for first time visitors. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. If you've gone this far, you guys are amazing, and uh, be sure to. Um be sure to, to, to subscribe to the podcast if you can. Be sure to stay in touch, stay updated for any other little podcasts. I might have some guests joining in here and there to talk about a lot of different topics. Anyway, thank you so much, everybody. And I do hope you have a wonderful day. And I hope this whole, um, this whole podcast recording was very helpful if you ever want to visit Disneyland. You guys are amazing. Hope to hear you on the next podcast. This is Warholy signing out. Thank you so much.